I'm Spencer Beckwith for KUNM. When her husband, Alfred Stieglitz, passed away in 1946, George O'Keefe left New Mexico to settle Stieglitz's complicated finances in New York. She wound up having to stay in the city for three years. One of her few paintings from that disruptive period is a memory of New Mexico. Spring from 1948, then remained in O'Keeffe's collection until her death in 1986. This fall, the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum in Santa Fe received a grant from Bank of America for a much-needed restoration of spring. With me for the next half hour is the museum's head of conservation, Dale Cronkreit. Dale, welcome. Thank you, Spencer. I assume that there are a number of works at the museum that are in need of restoration. Why use the grant for this particular painting? There are a couple of reasons why this painting is a focus for trying to get outside support and outside assistance uh, financially. First of all, it's big. Um, You know, the canvas is a little over seven feet long and over four feet high. And so it's a big surface area. So you need lots of hands to tackle a job like that, regardless of what's going to be done. So having support for more people over specific periods of activity was really important. And so that lends itself to a grant application. Second of all, though, this painting was one of the founding pieces in our collection. It was one that our founder, Ann Marion, had acquired for the museum to be part of its inaugural collection. It was a major work for O'Keeffe. It contained a number of iconic images, the Pedernal uh, Flint Top Mountain in the foreground, elk antlers, floating morning glories, and a large vertebra bone amidst a rather unusual sky for her. Second, O'Keefe had kept that painting. Um, That is, she had not exhibited the painting, as was her habit, at the uh, downtown gallery um, following its completion, and kind of kept it herself, liked it, kept it in both her studio and uh, in the Abiquiu or in the um, Ghost Ranch house while the Abiquiu home was being completed. Um, And even after the Abiquiu home was completed in 49 and she was able to move in, she still didn't sell it. So we were interested, why hang on to that painting? Why not exhibit that painting? Um, In letters she had expressed that she didn't think anybody really would be interested in that one, that she would likely be the only one who would be interested in that one. So we were interested in researching that a little bit further. And then finally, um, because it was part of our founding collection, it had been in almost every exhibition that the museum had had in Santa Fe, and it had traveled widely on uh, traveling exhibitions. It was really starting to show the wear and tear from just normal vibration and handling and sort of fatigue deterioration that occurs to all art objects, but paintings in particular, when they're traveled broadly. So we had a little bit of research. We needed to know a lot more. We needed to put together some pieces of the puzzle. The piece had been previously conserved uh, a couple of times over its history and um, weren't sure why that was. had very little documentation about that. So it was one of those projects where it was an important painting. We knew it was important because O'Keefe had kept it. It was one of our founding pieces of the collection. It was getting typical fatigue damage and needed some attention. And yet there were all these questions about 
it being one of the few paintings, as you said, that she did during this period when she was settling Stieglitz's estate. And if she had limited time, why do such a huge work? Why try and tackle something of that scale? And then it seemed that a number of the materials were unique to spring, that she had not used this type of canvas before. So there was just this multitude of questions surrounding the condition of this painting. And we felt that we could add significantly to the scholarship about George O'Keeffe as a modern artist and her choice of uh, materials at this pivotal moment in her life. A lot of people will be surprised that part of your job, in addition to repairing or restoring a painting, is to do this kind of historical research on it. Yeah. How do you go about that? Is it simply by looking at the materials that she used? Certainly, that's where we start. Really understanding what the canvas is, what the primer is. Is there underdrawing? What's the underdrawing done with? How detailed is the underdrawing? Are there any other images that aren't in the finished product in the underdrawing? What are the paints? What are the binders? And then what are the, are the kinds of evidence of previous repairs and uh, restoration treatments? All those are the starting points to try and establish a sort of point-in-time condition. What conservatives try and do really is that every work of art is sort of born with a list of physical, chemical, and mechanical characteristics. And as they age, they lose some percentage of those characteristics. So our job is to figure out what's been diminished, what's been lost, what's been obscured, and what is actively continuing to deteriorate. Once we understand that, then we can try and engineer the degree of recovery that those characteristics and properties require in order for us to be able to exhibit it safely, travel it safely, and loan it safely. And it's only that degree of recovery that we try and do. It's called the principle of minimal intervention. So that's the goal. To get at that goal, what we really need to understand is, had she used materials like this before? Do they have similar conditions? Can we learn anything about the way these materials and structures deteriorate by looking at earlier works or works that followed? Or are these materials sort of novel in some way? And does that reflect a change in her studio practice? And is that why they're deteriorating? Then we look at the history of the work, where it's traveled, who owned it, how often it was exhibited and where. History of repairs, we begin to look at her letters to other people to see if in the letters she describes executing the work or if she encountered any problems with the materials that weren't behaving properly, there are keys both within correspondence and, and within early photography that can tell you a lot about the original state of the work and the changes that it's gone through. So it really is a puzzle that has many pieces that we're trying to attack from multiple perspectives to try and inform us as completely as we can as to why the object before us in the condition that it's in has reached that point. That informs then exactly what we can then do to try and recover those properties, stabilize that damage, uh, and reintegrate the work visually. The hope is that in that process, you will be able to advance knowledge about George O'Keefe herself as an artist and a painter. Absolutely. And in that process, we often uncover information that not only reflects on George O'Keefe, 
um, but also the artists that she was working with and associating with and other artists that she was seeing. All those things sort of affect uh, what an artist does at any given moment in time. So each artwork is a kind of time capsule if you can begin to unwind all the evidence that's there. How long do you expect this entire process is going to take, Dale? Right now we expect that um, we'll spend probably an entire year um, to do both the preliminary research, the testing analysis that answers all those questions, helps us understand what has deteriorated and why, and then actually do the treatment. Um, we expect that checking the archives and the preliminary research with documentation, photographs, and letters will take us at least 100 days. And then at that point, we'll have some better idea and begin the chemical and physical analysis, the actual testing of the artwork, to understand what it is chemically, what it is mechanically, what's adhering, what's not adhering, how the canvas is behaving, to really understand why paints are lifting, why cracks are opening. Those are the issues we really want to address. Because right now, it's just not safe enough to travel and exhibit without really resulting in uh, paint loss or exasperation of, of those conditions. You're using the pronoun we, so it's not you. It's you and right. a crew. Uh, a crew. We have librarians and archivists. Obviously, I'm working closely with our curator, Ariel Plotek, who really understands American art history and the historical context in which O'Keefe was working at that time, working with chemists and other conservators to help me do various kinds of analysis, some of which we do in Santa Fe at the museum and some of which we have to contract out. And then there'll be a group of four conservators who will join me in actually carrying out that treatment. So mm -hmm. it is a big team. You also have some interns working with you. So there's a bit of an educational element going on. Right. I think an opportunity like this where postgraduate students can really understand how a museum approaches the preservation of its work over the long term and really trying to bring all the history of the work to bear in informing both an understanding of its condition and informing its treatment and its stabilization. Anytime you can share that large process with an intern, you really have to do it. You have a, a, an obligation as an educational institution to do that. And the museum is fundamentally an educational institution. Do you expect that visitors to the museum a year from now will notice there is a difference in the painting if they had seen it previously? That's a great question, Spencer, because most of the time I focus my work and my techniques on doing things that will not be visible, that will <laughs> not create a difference. We really are trying to preserve everything that the artist put there that remains there at any given point in time. But in this case, there's some extensive staining from a roof leak that we believe occurred at the Abiquiu House. Um, the Abiquiu House was a typical New Mexico adobe structure with a mud roof. That roof got occasionally breached, and so there's a history of roof leaks throughout the house, including where O'Keefe had originally stored her paintings. So there is staining that we want to reduce. We want to get some of that soiling out of the image area. And then there are cracks that have lifted and have what we call propagated, gotten wider, gotten longer, um, and become soiled, that we would like to reduce the visual impact of those cracks and reintegrate the surface uh, more visually. So we will reduce the visual appearance of a number of those cracks. So it will look different, absolutely. 
Does this process involve any repainting, Dale? Most people ask that. When you restore a painting or if there's a paint loss or if the paint has somehow deteriorated, do you repaint that? And the answer is no, we don't do that. Our job is to take those losses and obviously reintegrate them so that that there doesn't appear to be a large loss. Because if there is in a painting, particularly in O'Keeffe, where the surface is so continuous and so fluid, so kind of organically dynamic, a chunk of jagged paint missing is really obvious. So what we normally do is stabilize that area, fill that loss with a fill material that we can replicate the appearance of the surrounding paints but never going on to the original paint. So that's called in-painting. And we're very careful to engineer the materials of that fill and that in-painting so that they are what we call subordinate to the original materials. We never repair anything with materials that are somehow stronger, stiffer, less flexible, newer, essentially, than the remaining strength and characteristics of the original paint because... The object will continue to be handled, will continue to vibrate in transit. And if anything has to give, we really want it to be our contemporary repair materials that gives and falls out and not additional original O'Keeffe work. So the fills are really designed to be subordinate, to be the first thing to fall out. Um, So there's a great deal of engineering that goes into that. So characteristically, the idea is to leave all the original materials alone and not to overpaint them. Um, but to really only add paint and contemporary paint that's easy to tell from the original uh, if you were to get close enough, like under a microscope, and reintegrate the work visually without repainting it. Right. You're listening to KUNM. I'm Spencer Beckwith, and I'm speaking with the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum's conservator, Dale Cronkright. More from Dale in just a moment.